Welcome, everybody. This is Knockout Tunes uh, for Nerds Are Us. I am here with my brother and co-host. Ready, set, Gomez. What's going on, man? Got that. That was a that was a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded a little fucking tired, but well, we got this. Welcome to Nerds Are Us, guys. Podcast for nerds by nerds. Um, this is your usual host, Ready, Set, Gomez. But um, my brother, Knockout Tunes, had a topic that he wanted to discuss today, so I figured I'd give him the reins. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking, you know, uh, I was playing pokemon with my daughter and uh i was kind of thinking you know how games have have aged over the years and um i kind of made you know a list and everything like that and i really didn't think of a lot of franchises that have you know lasted the ta- the you know the the hands of time uh yeah, there's not too many that stand with pride. No, and I mean, and there's one that I have in here that's like kind of an honorable mention, but I, I, I also wasn't playing it at like uh, ten years old because I was thinking of like all the things that I was playing when I was like ten or eleven, like same age as my daughter. So, um, so I have Pokemon, I have uh, Zelda, uh, Mortal Kombat. Grand Theft Auto and uh, Mario. Okay. Um, I would add the Call of Duty franchise to that. Mm. I because we're talking about huge franchises that have evolved. Um, and that's one that I feel like we could say has devolved uh, because they've gotten worse over the years. Um. Like they start, it was kind of like a roller coaster almost. You started with um, Call of Duty one, um, and then two, three, four. The peak was around four. Modern Warfare two, um, and then there was it was after Modern Warfare two, and it's kind of just like a messy blur. I think Black Ops and um, World at War, but like there's there's prime examples of companies that have done well in the past and then have totally like shifted gears and shit on their fans and forgot who they are. Yeah. Like, um, I definitely liked, I definitely liked, uh, um, ghost actually. Call of Duty. Ghost. Modern Warfare ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Def- See, I never played it cause I didn't think that it was necessary to play. Yeah, I actually like that a lot. Um, what, what I, what I have obviously, what obviously we have grown to have with uh, Call of Duty is, um, kind of a pay to play kind of thing, and I really, I wouldn't say that it's pay to play. I just feel like they shifted gears and focused more on Warzone than their actual standalone games. So you're seeing the shift in direction of the company. They're focused more on the um, buy skins and buy different weapons or buy different skins for your weapons. Um, The microtransaction aspect of the free to play. Um, 
versus their standalone games like what they've just released in Vanguard. That game's trash. It's a dumpster fire. I played the beta. I hated it. It was just not Call of Duty. Um, that That's kind of my whole point, is that they're shifting gears away from what made them popular to begin with, what created their fan base. I think that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, but you mentioned Pokemon, and you, they started out with nothing. Like, there wasn't a huge fan base right off the bat. I mean, yeah, they had the popularity from Japan, but the way that I look at it is they've evolved as a company. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with um, Pokemon Go. I don't know if you remember that summer that Pokemon Go launched, but it was like there was peace on Earth for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and I mean... I Like everybody, everybody of different ages. There were parents that were with their kids that never even heard of Pokemon, but they were playing Pokemon Go with their kids. There were grandparents playing it. There was a whole generation that I saw one time. Um, I was at the college with some friends playing Pokemon Go, and there was literally three generations. There was a grandparent, a parent, and a kid. And I was like, holy shit, this is just amazing to see. There were people that would never talk to anybody. And like they're just interacting with each other like oh what team are you on are you team mystic or team valor you know like it was just it was a beautiful thing you would see complete nerds being able to help these people out and it was it's sad because now that's dwindled because of the pandemic and just because like it kind of fizzled out um they're still obviously a popular following on Pokemon Go because it wouldn't be supported if there wasn't. But um like you would see like hot college girls play this shit and it's just like, uh what's going on with the world? Yeah. And I mean when I was eleven years old, like playing Pokemon was awesome to me. Like I escaped in those games uh at that time. Um I don't really want to get into what was going on to my in my life, but uh but that's that's the important thing. And the um, thing that I noticed is that Pokemon Go kind of captured that. But in real life, they were forcing people to get outside and be active, but at the same time, allowing them to escape into the virtual aspect of it. Yeah. And I mean, like the augmented reality, I mean, like if you wanted to battle and like trade Pokemon and stuff like that, like I remember having to go out and like look. Like hook your uh, Game <laughs> yeah, Boys up, up with the cord. Up with my friend. Yep. Uh, with my friend John, and we would uh, we would we would trade Pokemon and stuff like that. And I remember going to find like missing no and stuff like that along the coast. And yep. Um, it was just like it was it was a good time. Um, and for a top down game, which um, you don't usually like top down games, don't do you? Um, I really don't like top-down games. I, uh, it's they're annoying as hell. But uh, for me, Pokemon is just I, I've I've loved it ever since Red and Blue, and then I got Yellow, and I just realized this the other day. Um, Dad actually bought me all the Pokemon games every birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, he actually got me. <laughs> he actually. He he gave me money for my birthday this year, but like, but he he ended up getting me Pearl, you know. Uh, yeah. So it it was just like I I kind of like associated that with that, and uh, 
and playing with my daughter last night. And I'll just, you know what, I'll say it. You know, uh, she's going through, we're going through, uh, uh, you know, problems because me and her mom got a divorce. And I was going through the same things and I was playing Pokemon when, uh, you know, our parents divorced and stuff like that. And it, uh, it helped me out. It helped me, uh, you know, focus on something else that was good, um, instead of, instead of bad. And yeah, you're kind of just passing the torch of, uh, oh, what's the word? A distraction, I guess. Yeah. You can say. And I mean, we're sitting here and I'm teaching her, you know, like how to like play it and everything like that, because at the same time, like Pearl's top down now as, you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, they were, you know, running through, uh, you know, fields and stuff like that. And the Pokemon were like everywhere. And she played that one and she actually liked that one better. Now she's like, you know, going through the tall grass huh. and stuff like that. And she's like, shit, I can't walk like five meters without, you know, running into a Pokemon. So... Yeah, and it kind of taught you as a kid, like, just to be more cautious about, like, where you go and learn patterns and know that you can only walk two steps in this direction and then you have to turn right and then walk two steps in that direction and then you got to turn left. Like, you, you kind of learn how to navigate through the tall grass or learn to use repels, which I never did. I kind of just let them stack up and stack up and stack up, and then I never Dude, fucking I used them. I never um, used repels. Never. Never worked. I just never saw the reason for it. Same thing with like the escape rope. There was never a reason for it. I just I was, got to the dungeon. Yeah, I was like, or I was Ivan cave or whatever. The free guys, he dies. You know. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh... I feel like I, I started taking it more personal once I got to like Pokemon Red when um when a Pokemon fainted. It was just like, oh shit! Like I'm responsible for this this fainting of a Pokemon. And once I started watching the anime as well. And realizing that they weren't just like, like, yeah, it's a video game and all that, but realizing that they weren't just like your fighting partner, they were your friend also. So like there was like that emotional aspect. So when I actually played the games with that mindset, it's just like, no, Blastoise, my, my Blastoise, like, you know, like I felt something when I was playing it and it added a whole different dimension to the gaming experience. Yeah, definitely like, uh. I think that sword kind of captured that of uh, Pokemon Yellow because you know, like you could you could walk you you could have them follow you um, again in this game, and that was the that you know that was the first Pokemon since Pokemon Yellow that you could have your Pokemon you know walk beside you, and uh, yeah, I I definitely felt that as well, but uh, um, I think that uh you know. Actually, I was playing Pearl. Never played Pearl before. Like I had told you the other day, I think I was probably busy making, you know, kids and raising them and, uh, you know, starting my family and everything like that. Um, yeah. So I didn't have a 3DS. I never, you know, I never... I had a 3DS for a little while. I played uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, and those games were dumpster fire. Um, they were the first of like, uh, weren't those the first on the 3DS, if I'm not mistaken? Um, no, they weren't the first on the 3DS, but they were like the first that were, um, that, that were like changing into like, a, like into the style of how Sword and Shield was. 
of like the three D like style, style like you know, with with I got gotcha. you with, oh, that with makes facial sense. expressions, which Sun and Moon lacked. There was nothing like you could talk to an NPC, and they could be angry as shit, and they were smiling. So it was like it was very scary. Um, Fair enough. Okay, but uh, going forward with that, um, you know, it's it's aged very well, and. Uh, I mean, and now we're getting, uh, this is talking about a company going forward and making changes for the better. This is a company that's kind of stuck with the same formula, a new Pokemon every couple of years with different starters and different regions, but overall the same gameplay. It's been the same gameplay. Fight Pokemon versus Pokemon or Pokemon versus a gym leader and you fight your way to the top. But I felt like... Pokemon Sword and Shield, as much as I did lose my interest in it, just because, like, life happens. I had my son when we were playing for, like, when we were getting, like, into the thick of it. That's when I started losing my um, drive for it. Plus, I beat the game. So, like, after I beat the game, I was just kind of like, where the fuck do I go from here? And I guess I could have played, like, the DLC and all of that, but I just lost my interest in the game. Um, That being said... They took a chance with Pokemon Sword and Shield and even Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu with the open world aspect and um, well, not open world with Let's Go Eevee, but you get what I'm saying, like the uh, the multi-directional movement, like you can move diagonal and all of that. There was like a almost a platformer aesthetic to it. Um, they really took a chance with Pokemon Sword and Shield and adding the wild area and adding just side stuff that you could be doing. And I think that was impressive from the Pokemon company. Um, That being said, they were the company that stuck with their formula for so many years. And it was kind of what turned me off um, from playing like Pearl and Diamond. Like I'm not picking up the remasters just because like, I'm not wasting how much is it? $60. See, that's, that's where I draw the line. If it's a remaster, I'm not wasting $60 on a remaster. My dumbass wasted what $40 on the Grand Theft Auto uh, remastered trilogy. And I just deleted Grand Theft Auto three because it's such a fucking clusterfuck of glitches and shitty. It, it's not smooth you know, at all. It's, like, why, it's why are you toting that as a remaster when I played better mods? Yeah. And it's funny you say that. Because... Like as a gaming company, you should literally set your entire corporate office on fire. If that's what you put out for a product. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up Grand Theft Auto because that's actually um, on my list as well. Oh, I know. I'm and, looking at your uh, list. <laughs> I don't remember playing Grand Theft Auto 3, dude. Like, I really don't. I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 3 because I remember the 8-ball mission, but I don't remember ever beating it. I feel like we kind of just, like, stepped away from it and stopped playing it because I don't remember yeah, beating it. I remember playing White's. I remember Which playing White's City. I uh, know San Andreas was my favorite because you could be in a gang. <laughs> um, yeah. You could just, like, have your homies, like, jump into a car and do a drive-by and shit like that. The aspect of the game was always fun to me. The thing that I didn't like about the game, coincidentally enough, was fucking driving. See, that's that's funny that you say that because the driving got better and better throughout Grand Theft Auto. And I feel like they kind of shied away from what made the game um, 
fun to fans like grand theft auto 3 um it was mostly focused on driving and getting from one place to another picking up hookers and bringing them to another place but vice city um kind of created the mayhem that people loved san andreas same thing you had multiple vehicles you had multiple weapons multiple different mission types and that's what really captured the the glamour of grand theft auto um and then it evolved in grand theft auto 4 when you had side missions and um could take roman bowling <laughs> cousin do you want to go bowling <laughs> like that type of shit made grand theft auto fun again um and i felt like grand theft auto 5 kind of tried to do a lot with the three different narratives um and i think that they captured it pretty well the storyline was awesome however that being said once they started focusing on the online portion of this and this is just rockstar games in general um I felt like once they started focusing on Grand Theft Auto Online and Red Dead Online, their main games started sucking. I feel like, I, I feel like you know... Like, I, I enjoy the aspect of the online portion. It's just I felt like they were trying too hard. And instead of, like, focusing on DLC for the main storyline, which they never have done besides Red Dead on Dead Nightmare, um, they, they really just cater to people that are paying for their service, which I think is just... That's not how you should run a company. That's not how you got your fans. I feel in the like first um, I really liked Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, Grand Theft Auto Four was kind of just like um, I felt like I was kind of going through, you know, like I was kind of just like going through the motions with that game. I didn't really like Nico. I felt like it captured more of an emotional appeal to it because you're going through the shoes of an immigrant that that had the whole world against him. And I, I felt like you felt See, that I didn't like I think what 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 it was was I didn't like what Nico Bellic looked like because his voice didn't match his character design. He looked like, you know, like a Jason like Jason Sathams and he looked like a dude that had like a long beard and was from like Mother Russia, you know what I'm saying? And like it was just kind of weird to me. No, he didn't I'm have a long beard. It sounded like he was a guy that had like a long beard and was I guess so. I felt like he he matched pretty well. What do you expect them to sound like when yeah, they, they I know. look like I... that? They're from Mother Russia. <laughs> like so they're they're going to yeah. sound like and that. I mean I I think I feel like it, it's just the stereotype of like what you expect from that character model because you've seen Jason Statham you've seen all these action heroes and you're just like oh that doesn't sound grizzled but like maybe yeah. in their accent it does um but probably enough about Grand Theft Auto because I honestly like I'm I'm getting really sick of them especially after these remasters, it really pissed me off. Um, the next game on your list was Mortal Kombat. Now, I remember playing the first Mortal Kombat on Sega, and um, I also remember spitting out my soda on you and you Actually, punching me. Actually, the first me. Mortal Kombat, what I, I did also play it on Sega because we did not have the chance to own a Super Nintendo, but it actually did come out on Super Nintendo. Um. Yeah, but I think that was a, I think the same time that Sega came out, and I feel so weird saying Sega, dude. Um, 
I think the same time Sega came out, uh, that was the cheaper option of the Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, I think so too. I definitely, I loved, I loved uh, Mortal Kombat. I think sort of, it's it's evolved so much, like the, from the two D, um, it like it was kind of like a two D sprite side scrolling sort of thing, look looking like Castlevania almost, um, with just the character models to being a full fledged three D fighting X ray vision fucking game. Like it, it, there's just so much more to it, um. I can't remember what it is. Mortal Kombat was it Armageddon? Where like there was almost like an open. There world was a few that were like it. that, and I really enjoyed those. The uh, Mortal Kombat Conquest was their storylines. I think and yeah, they were really fun. Um, the one that I really got into was Deadly Alliance, where you could like stab your um your your uh, opponent. Um, there was more of a 3D aspect to it. It played kind of, it played more like Tekken and, uh, so, and no, it played more like Soul Calibur than it did, uh, Mortal Kombat yeah. though. That was the, that was my only gripe about that. And, uh, I don't know. It evolved. I stopped playing it for a little while. I stopped playing Mortal Kombat for a little while, came back to Mortal Kombat 9 and, uh, I, I loved it after that. And the only thing that kind of has turned me off from these games uh, with Mortal Kombat, after Mortal Kombat 9, there was, you know, there was 10, and then there was 10, you know, there was the 10XL, um, was the pay for DLC. Just got worse and worse. Um... Or in this case, you know, I say I say worse and worse, but like the I season pass. And at this, and uh, I'm I'm gonna say I think this is the this is this is the one game that actually made sense to have uh, paid DLC, and they actually did something with it um, because you saw in nine, I think there was paid DLC. Not sure. Um, I know you could play as Freddy Krueger and uh, Kratos. Um, then in ten, you paid for you know the DLC of extra fighters, and in um, eleven, you get extra fighters, you get extra skins, you get um, you get all that. But with eleven, you paid forty dollars. And you got another whole storyline. Yeah. See, I think that we also kind of uh, missed the whole point of the Mortal Kombat franchise. They paved the way for a lot of the fighting games, too. Like, without Mortal Kombat, we wouldn't have Injustice or Injustice 2. Um, I don't... Was Tekken around when Mortal yes. Kombat came out? Yes. Tekken I feel like, has been was an it? arcade staple, though. Well, I, I know that Tekken was an arcade staple, but I'm saying, was it predating Mortal Kombat, or did uh, Tekken come after. after? It was definitely, a, like, I think it was, like, a PS1 type deal around that time. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat came out for, like, the Sega, so. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I'm getting at is that 
there's um there was an inspiration built from Mortal Kombat for all fighting games, and it kind of set the standard of fighting games. Um, and without it, there wouldn't be a lot of this culture. Like the gaming community grew stronger because of the competitiveness. Mortal Kombat yeah, was the start. And, you of know, that. that was the one I besides Pokemon, that was where I started to that was the first time that I started raging. Like Mortal Kombat is the reason for my rage of gaming. You're just a raging gamer in general. No, I'm not. That's that's the scary part. I'm not anymore. Like I'm probably the most relaxed gamer in the world now just because like when I do actually get to enjoy a game and sit down and relax, I'm not trying to get my blood pressure up. If I'm not enjoying a game, I'll just delete that shit. You know how many times I've deleted Chivalry 2? Just because like I'm getting I was getting sick of all the tryhards that sit there and collect unemployment and play video games yeah, all day. I get that. But with Mortal Kombat And then they'll they'll then they'll talk shit. Oh you're a scrub, you're a scrub. Well sorry that like I literally go to my job and work forty hours a week and you just sit there and <laughs> like fuck you. I have better shit to yeah. do. And with Mortal Kombat was the first game besides Pokemon. Um and I know it was Call of Duty for you, but Mortal Kombat, uh, when I started playing competitively and I started playing online, um, was where I actually started to make. See, that's so ironic because, like, I don't know how the hell I would make a friend out of somebody that just whooped my ass. Like, I never understood those people that got into fights and then were, like, instant friends after, like, real fights, like fist fights. And it's just like, uh, okay. You guys are fucking weird. I feel like there's some sort of a, um, some sexual tension between the two of you if you just become friends right after. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like those guys that get into those fights like have some sexual tension built up between the two of them, where they become friends afterwards. It's just like, all right, man, like you could have just told me that you think I'm cute or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because. That was one of the friends that I actually started being friends with again and playing online with was uh my my long time and best best friend uh Mark McHale. Yeah, uh, we actually got into a fight at summer school when he had first moved to America and I whooped his ass. He jumped on me like a spider monkey. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because <laughs> that literally happened to uh me and my friend Tofik um that passed away before our graduation class in 2014 when he first moved from Morocco, we got into a fight and I think it was over girls. We were, we were friends at this time too. Um, and like we had a good time with the fight. Like it was weird. Um, we like literally like laughed about it afterwards and we're like, Oh fuck them girls. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but kind of getting back into the, the topic, um, Mortal Kombat, like it just, it, it evolved so much. And I, I think that we can take our hats off to a great franchise. Definitely. Um, next on my list, Zelda. Oh God, Zelda. You could talk about for hours. <laughs> I, uh, first, first game that I played was obviously, uh, was, was obviously the first Zelda with the gold cartridge, everything like that. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, knows 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 of that uh on the nes um what i 
didn't remember about that game because I went to play it again like a couple of uh, months ago was there was like no save point. You just died. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yep. So I played that game when I was a kid and I, uh, I didn't really understand the concept of that game. So I didn't really, I grew up with Zelda. I grew up, you know, knowing it was around and everything like that. But you didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. It was around till, uh, it wasn't until, you know, like the, uh, N64 where I started playing, you know, Majora's Mask, um, and I think that was the only one on, on there. I'm not sure. Um, but see, I've never been like a huge Zelda head, so I wouldn't know. I uh, I think Ocarina of Time was on there as well. Um, but uh, those were the only ones that really started to get me into Zelda. Uh, was the 3D game was the was like more of the 3D game, uh, with the 3D aesthetic. Uh. I tried to play Link's Awakening, and they called it a remaster. Uh, they obviously went leaps and bounds above what a remaster is, because that game is a whole goddamn different game. It went from, like, 1997 to 2020, dude. Yeah, like, and the graphics were way better. The gameplay was way better. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. Me. I actually enjoyed that, and I'm not a huge fan of Zelda games like I I'm still struggling to get into Breath of the Wild which like I know that I'll get a lot of hate for but I just like I lose interest so fast and it's probably because I don't really like I'm not invested in the franchise as a whole for the story um I mean it's a great game on paper but it's kind of a game where you have to sink hours into and I, I don't have that sort of commitment to games right now um yeah and that was where I sort of got into Zelda and then started going back into the lore and playing different games and everything like that was Breath of the Wild. I spent 900 hours on that game and I, you know, I actually bought the Switch because of it. Jesus, that's that's an insane amount of time. <laughs> but um, that uh, franchise has had its ups and downs and everything, you know, it's it's had you know games like on the 3ds it had like the triforce and uh then it had like wind waker and different it, they play with different art styles and stuff like that and some are hit and, hit and miss um but uh with breath of the wild it definitely it was a was a fresh new look at things and i think uh a lot of games copy that concept um and you saw a lot of zelda like games after that um, on the eShop, and none of them ever hit the mark. Um, they were they were all dumpster fire when it came down to it. You're not wrong. Uh, it was a uh, it, it was just a good time, and it it was it was something fresh and new. There's there's some people that really don't like. Uh, you know, Breath of the Wild, they think that it's trash, they think that it's not a Zelda game, and, uh, you know, I could be totally wrong and say that it, you know, that it, that it isn't a Zelda game. It's, it's something new. Um, yeah, but isn't that what it evolves franchises, like we were just saying, um, like, 
Call of Duty with the Warzone thing. It's not Call of Duty anymore. It's Warzone. Um, or Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 11 is so much drastically different than the first one. And I think that's... And uh, like Pokemon Legends of uh, Arceus, they're games that are evolving the franchises and that are making them better. And and, and setting the standard for the entire industry. I mean, we would have never had um, Immortals... Rise of the Phoenix, I think it's called by Ubisoft. Yeah, that's a good and, game. Uh, directly that, inspired by that. Zelda. Um, and then on top of that, you have Genshin Impact. And then there's so many like mobile games that like try to make it look like it's like Breath of the Wild, and even uses some of the fan art for it. And it's just insane to me. Like this inspired an entirely different genre. I feel like, and like you've had the open worldness, but like people. People enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah, that's one thing. That's one aesthetic of a game that people really love is the open world um, aspect of a game. And that's one that all of these franchises have in common is, you know, they have touched on the open world at one point or time. You know, Pokemon has um, sort of it is going to be with uh, Legends of Arceus. Um, I actually heard that it's not going to be complete open world, but it's going to be more like uh, you go out. And I think there's only like one village, like the main village. But, uh, uh, you know, Legends of Zelda did this as well. Um, obviously, Grand Theft Auto was the staple of that. Um, and it's just kind of come full, full circle to now. Um Next one that I have on the list is Mario. Which, again, uh, we, it directly like went from 2D side-scrolling to Mario Odyssey. And Super Mario yeah. 3D. Um, and what would, Mario 64 was basically open world, though. So we can't forget that. Yeah, I mean, and they're not open world. They're more like of a sand, open like concept. A it's a yeah. sandbox, you know? Um, yeah. But Mario Odyssey. I'm, I mean, that's kind of a sandbox, too. I, I wouldn't consider it open world too much, just because, like, they're levels. Like, you would have to... It's not open world, it's more like a Yeah, you would have to get on your ship and then go to a certain location, and then that location's open world for that specific area. So, I mean, it's kind of... When we're putting it that way, I wouldn't call it open world, but it it evolved so much. And I, this is coming yeah. from somebody that didn't really enjoy Mario games all that much. Like, I, I played the Game Boy Advanced one a lot, uh, just because that's the one that was available. But you enjoyed the fuck out of Super Mario Odyssey. I I mean, I enjoyed the fuck out of Super Mario in general. Um, Luigi's Mansion and- 3, I really liked Um, that's, that, yeah, and I mean, that, those are cool games. The thing is, is that, you know, I went from a side-scroller, I went, on, and I loved those side-scrollers. Those were the first games that I ever played. Yeah. Um, and it went, and it had spin-offs, and I think that that was really cool. You see things like Luigi's Mansion, you see things like, uh, Mario Racing. Uh, Mario oh, yeah, Kart. Mario Kart, for sure. Uh, 
you used to be Mario Garl, Golf. Tennis. I don't know if you remember, but there was a Mario Baseball. Yeah, there was Mario Baseball. Um, it, you're forgetting Super Strikers. That was one of the most popular spinoffs, and the one that's been clamoring for a remaster for years. People have been begging for yeah. it. Super Mario uh, Soccer Strikers, or whatever the fuck it's called. And we kind of got a glimpse of it um, with like how the tennis is set up on the Switch. It, I think that it would be such a good remaster. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed the tennis. That um, was awesome. Tennis, tennis is that Aces is definitely another one that came, you know, came about. The golf uh, one was trash. I'm sorry, I don't want to play golf. Uh, yeah, golf was eh, but uh, then we have things like Mario Party, and Mario Party is kind of hit or miss, and it's like it's obviously a party game, and you can't play it without anybody Absolutely. else. Um, and then you also have weird spinoffs like um, Mario and Rabbids. That's that's a big one. Yeah, there was a Doctor Mario too, which was like a Tetris spinoff back in the day. Yeah, Doctor Mario was Mar- Doctor Mario was. More and then isn't there a WarioWare that just came out? Uh, I I'm not really interested yeah, in mini games for a, a Wario game. I'd rather a Wario like 64 type deal. Um. Yeah, and I did not hear good things about the new yeah. Mario either. Um, and uh, then you have Super Smash Bros. You... Yes, and Super Smash Bros. is probably one of the uh, more... Um, is, is the And you can't say that it's not of... a Mario game, because that's, like, the name in yeah, itself is it's literally, literally Super Smash Bros. Yeah, um, and it's one of the biggest franchises in if you were to stand alone with it um, on Nintendo now. And that's, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. But also, that got a little ridiculous when it came to Super Smash Bros. Uh, uh, I think it's Ultimate Edition that's on With the amount the of Switch, fighters. Which I have. Which I have. The amount of fighters isn't the problem. It's the amount of money that you have to sink in to play with those fighters. And that... I've never had a complaint with with Nintendo, and of course this game has aged um, extremely well. Uh, if you didn't know, the Switch was has been out for five years God, already. That's dude. insane. Uh, and before that, this same game was on the Wii yeah. U. Yeah, that's true. And I uh, didn't even know that when I first got the Switch. I was just like, "Oh, okay, a new Smash Bros. game," you know. But then I found out that it was on the Wii U, and it's just like, all right, I can wait to buy that. Yeah, and there are hardcore Super Smash Bros. And that's why, like, newer games that follow the same formula, like uh, the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, they totally shit on that game. And I enjoy the fuck out of that game. I think it's awesome because of that. It's nostalgic trip. They put a lot of work into it. The devs are very responsive to the audience even without the budget and it's amazing um and then you have the the warner brothers multiverses which looks again phenomenal but they're like oh they're just trying to copy smash but they're not they're they're creating more of a aspect of a dual fighting and creating like teams and stuff like that and it's a free-to-play game yeah it's a free-to-play game that's 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 where they are fucking up they're following the same um concept more like uh, Brawlhalla, if you ask me. 
Yeah, but you know there's going to be microtransactions. Yeah, of course, there, but there it'll probably be skins, honestly. If, you, if you're looking yeah. to cater to the fans, this is a brand new game and a brand new franchise. You are not going to charge that much for microtransactions, if at all. You're going to be smart about it. Yeah, I think the, I think the one that I kind of got frustrated with was Brawlout. Yeah, Brawlout was really good, but um, like they had, um, what's his name? Fucking A. Why can't I remember his name? The guy from Guacamole. Um, they had Hyper Light Drifter, uh, Dead Cells. They had all of, oh, and Ukulele. They had all the indie gaming um, like icons in that game, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Dead Cells just did the same thing with their expansion. I don't know if you saw that. I think it's free too, if I'm not mistaken. Their DLC. Oh uh, yeah, with Hollow, with Hollow yeah, Knight, Hollow Knight, Dead, Dead Cells, Dead, stuff like yeah. that. Like the fact that they're taking all of the indie games and kind of just mashing them together. And I, I think that we kind of owe homage to Super Smash Bros. because we wouldn't have these worlds colliding if not for that. I, and I don't think that it's necessarily, um, I don't think that it's necessarily Super Smash Bros. It's Mario in general, because then you have Mario, which was, uh, the first, first game was with Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, and, uh, a lot of people forget yeah. that. So then you have you have the spin-offs which were Donkey Kong as well and you have Yoshi's World Wooly World you have uh you have a bunch of different games that have been extremely successful um Luigi's Haunted Mansion I've never played uh I I, I want to get it uh the third one I think it is on the Switch I don't know if the second one's on the Switch but I definitely want to play it um and uh, I, I think that for a franchise, it's doing pretty damn good. Yeah. Now, I, I definitely uh, would love to continue talking, um, but I think that we, we kind of hit our mark here. Um, if you guys think that we missed a game, please reach out to us on our Instagram. Um, it's We Are Nerds Are Us, uh, our Facebook, anywhere. Um, you'll be able to find us in the links in the description. Other than that, um, do you have any last words? Nah, follow us on Instagram for uh, more news. Uh, yeah, we've been posting a crap ton, and you'll see a crap ton yeah, more because we're just making more and more content. And uh, don't forget to check out the Nerdometer as well. Also on Facebook, we have a group, uh, and we engage with our fans all the time. And we would love, you know, for other people to join it as well. So if you're on Facebook, just look us up. Um, uh, ready, set. What's the uh? What's what's what, what are, are what, they what, looking what, up uh, for? Cool? Facebook. It's just yeah, nerds are us. It's uh, look up fucking nerds right, are cool. us. Join that and stay the fuck nerdy. Podcast out. Nerds.